Hello, friends, and welcome to the Homework Podcast, where we wreck and shatter conventional wisdom and ways of thinking. By bringing alternative viewpoints to light. We Ser- kind of teamed it. Seriously? <laughs> you told me to stop right here. I know, I, I thought, I, Come I, misread, on. I misread it. You know, that little pause I took? Was so that you, you could go, finally, you did it right. Finally, finally. you didn't screw it up. But no, Sorry. instead you decided, I'm actually going to add more into it after I said to stop it. I that. messed up. I messed My up. My word. My bad. I messed up. One day we'll get our intro right, damn it. Can't do it. Can't do it. No drinks. No drinks. Can't, Can't do, do it. it. Other guys reference. All right. So, again, welcome to the Homework Podcast. I am the Golden Greek. I just am. I, it's just natural. I have to keep it. Okay. I, I tried not doing it, but it just feels right. You're my golden Greek, damn oh, it. Thank you very much. Yeah. And I'm joined as always by my beautiful, lovely... I kind of sighed when I said that. I, pa- I, I hope that didn't come across as me <sighs> oh sounding like God. tired or something. Because I just realized, like, oh, I just my kinda, wife. And oh. it's going to be really difficult to go back and edit that out. So I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> but I want to make sure that everybody knows I love you so much. I'm joined as always by my beautiful... Lovely, gorgeous, amazing wife, the lovely Monique. Hello. How many times can you say lovely as an adjective about me? It's kind of like we were watching movie trailers yesterday and we watched The Naked Gun 33 and a third. Mm -hmm. And they said Anna Nicole Smith as whatever her character name is. They did it three times (laughs) in the trailer. So I just, I guess subconsciously, I just had to say lovely several times for you. Okay, well, thank you. Does that work? That's cool. Okay, cool. I am mad at it. So, so what's <laughs> what's new with you, my lady? Ah, I, I don't know. Lots of baking and hypnotherapy and organite and tarot reading. So I'm going to throw the plug out there. If you're interested in hypnotherapy, go to innerstandingshypnosis.com. Schedule a free 20-minute consult with me. And I also have digital downloads available on my website. So you can, if you're not ready for a one-on-one session or it's a little too much money for you, try a digital download. You can actually, you listen to it over and over, do it as much as you want. So it's a really, really good value. And if you're interested in a tarot or or oracle reading, organite, crystals, candles, anything like that, go to tarotbymonique.com. And what about you, my dear? I'm wonderful. Yeah, you are. What's new with me? Yeah. Oh, my. So much that I can't even think of anything. Wow. That's a lot. That's that's a lot. That's That's like a a wicked lot. I've just been doing a lot of research and reading on different things Mm -hmm. that we're going to be doing shows on coming up, but I'm not going to mention them. You're going to have to be surprised. You're going to just have to keep Uh tuning in and listening, and hopefully you've already had hit that subscribe button Mm -hmm. on iTunes, whatever podcast app you're listening to, or on YouTube if you're listening there. Yes. So you'll find out what I've been up to. 
over the coming next coming couple of shows. Great. I was going to say coming weeks, but I don't know if it's going to be. Well, I, I feel like we're trying to do an every other we're, week. We're, we're, yeah, we're, we're definitely increasing the schedule. So getting back to how it was when we first, first started before yeah. we moved, getting back to that mm-hmm. regular, that regular drop of the homeworker podcast. We're working on that. So. And I, I want to put out there cause we kind of mentioned it at the end of the last episode. I yes. totally forgot. Yes. Uh, I set up for us a buy me a coffee account. So we don't make any money doing the show. Everything that we buy and talk about and promote and say we like, we don't get any money for that. We don't get money for advertisements. If you hear an ad for somebody, it's either because, you know, they're a friend and we're supporting them and we love them and love what they put out, or we just really love whatever it is to put out. We are not making any money. So if you're interested in showing your support, you like what you hear, go to buymeacoffee.com slash podcast, and you can donate, throw a few bucks our way. And I totally forgot we added extras in there. So some bonus content from the past like mini episodes, mini uh, bonus episodes, uh, off mic stuff. And you can get that. It ranges from a dollar to $3 for bonus content, which again, it's just a way you can show your support. So please yep. go to buymeacoffee.com slash homeworker podcast if you want to do that. Absolutely. And, and with the bonus content being in there, there's going to be more showing up. That's just going to happen. Yeah. So if, if you want to support the show, and you find value in what we bring you, mm-hmm. then we'd appreciate it. Now, what are we talking about this week? We did an episode on Be Careful Who You Trust. And this is another one of those. Yeah. I love it. And it's about stuff that gets marketed and labeled as one thing, but it's not. And the way this came about, this topic, was I was on Twitter And somebody put a post about baking soda and you need to be careful who you get your baking soda from because there's natural baking soda and then there's synthetically produced baking soda. And they claimed that Arm & Hammer is synthetically produced baking soda, whereas Bob's Red Mill is natural baking soda. I I was, oh, go on. Sorry, I'm just going to stop right there. Like Arm & like the, the baking soda. Yeah. Is it really that expensive to produce naturally? Like what what was the benefit in, in that arm and hammer going the synthetic route? I don't know. Maybe Just, they always did it. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I didn't even I didn't okay. even look into that. Okay, I'll shut up about it then. I saw a comment like after where somebody mentioned you can't really trust Bob's Red Mill because they had a class action lawsuit against them for oh, wow yes for making claims that were not true so of course i they had a link and i read the link and yeah it was really disturbing to find out that there was a lawsuit for bob's red mill which we buy a lot of organic bob's red mill stuff yeah hence my why my interest peaked but basically saying that they were claiming their organic had the glyphosate in it which is used in roundup uh as a weed killer it was used on their organic oats i was like what and it just kind of got me down the whole like how do you trust the label someone says something's organic but yet that that happens that means nothing now i mean there's so i'll just just go ahead so 
I, I tried to look up what I could and I thought about, you know, companies I remember lying. So I mentioned it like we have notes. We'll go over that. But I want to just go over some of the companies who have lied to us and what they lied to us about. So I'll start. Yeah, well, let's start it up then. Because I looked through the the list that you've compiled earlier and what we're going to be discussing. It was pretty, a lot of it, it kind of gets your blood boiling if you Mm -hmm. let it. Yeah, there will probably be. This, yeah, disclaimer. I know the last few episodes I've been trying to watch my language. I'm going to let loose this week. Mm. So there's your warning. All right. Bob's Red Mill. So in September of 2018, Bob's Red Mill faced a class action lawsuit for claims that their organic and non-organic oats contained glyphosate. Glyphosate, as I just mentioned, it's a known carcinogen. It's found in the Roundup weed killer. It's used on a lot of different weed. It's oh, in pretty much yeah, on pretty much everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you're ingesting it in pretty much everything. Unfortunately, there's traces. It's like the microplastics. There's traces in just about everybody because if you've ever eaten anything that was stored in a plastic container or came out of one or whatever, you probably have some form of plastic circulating in your system so glyphosate is the exact same thing it's been on food on crops for so long and also imagine any animals that are being fed that stuff Mm -hmm. that stuff doesn't digest it just it festers and stays Mm -hmm. in the system so if we're eating a cow that had feed that was grown with glyphosate you know, the vegetables used it or whatever, we're, we're getting that. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things just kind of like a forever type chemical, and it's horrible for you. Yes. So the Oregon-based company labeled products with phrases such as gluten-free, wheat-free, and purity-tested, which led consumers to believe that these were healthy products. And these were some of the claims of the lawsuit. Defendant manufactures, markets, sells, and distributes various food products under its Bob's Red Mill brand. The lawsuit concerns two of those products, steel-cut oats and old-fashioned rolled oats, and those are labeled as the quote-unquote products. In marketing its products, defendant seeks to appeal the consuming public's ever-growing health consciousness and increasing appetite for nutritious, wholesome foods that will benefit their health and avoidance of highly processed foods with non-healthy attributes such as GMOs, artificial additives, gluten, added sugars, and hydrogenated oils. Yeah. Uh, I've just got to stop you right there. The The first sentence you read, mm-hmm. I, I believe you left out the word oh. too. So it's uh, you read defendant seeks to seeks oh, to appeal the consuming public's ever to growing the health. Consumings. Yeah. yeah, to the. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. I just want to make sure that that's that people mm-hmm. grasp Thank what you. you said. Recent testing by the Environmental Working Group, a nonprofit organization dedicated to protecting human health and the environment, revealed that the defendant's products contain glyphosate, one of the most widely used herbicides in the United States. The EWG's Children's Health Initiative, quote, breakfast with a dose of Roundup, question mark, unquote, from August 15, 2008, stated that each year more than 250 million pounds of glyphosate is sprayed on American crops, including wheat, barley, and oats just before they're harvested. Basically, what the lawsuit was saying is that 
somebody checked the organic and non-organic oats of Bob's Red Mill, and they both contain glyphosate. And that was in 2018 that article came out. Now, I found out that a settlement was reached in 2019, but here's what's odd. Bob's Red Mill posted on their website, and it has a date it was posted, May 27th, 2016. They had a statement. It said, Dear customers, since Bob milled our first whole grain flowers back in 1978, providing our customers with safe, top quality, minimally processed foods has been the very foundation of our company. Quality and safety are pivotal in our mission to make the world a healthier place with whole grain foods. From our commitment to meeting the highest foods safety standards in the country to our dedicated gluten-free production, strict organic protocols, and sourced non-GMO pledge, we are continuously striving to deliver the highest quality products. Recently, customers have contacted us with concerns about the use of the herbicide glyphosate on our whole grain oats. Glyphosate is a farming aid used for weed control in crop I'm going to try to desiccation. Desiccation. Thank you. For non-organically grown agriculture, the USDA has approved the use of glyphosate. For USDA organic products, the use of glyphosate is strictly prohibited under their regulations. We listened to your concerns and took action on this issue. In response to our customers, we worked with our oat suppliers to put an end to their use of glyphosate as a pre-harvest Desiccant. Desiccant for all varieties of Bob's Red Mill oats. We look forward to continuing our mission to make the world a healthier place with whole grain foods and stand behind both our products and our dedication to safety, quality, and transparency. Thank you for believing in Bob's and entrusting us with your health. Okay, so that was the statement they made on their website. But here's the weird thing. According to the website, that was from May of 2016. The article about the glyphosate came out in 2018. Apparently that test from the article was done in 2018. So did Bob's Renmill know there was glyphosate in their oats and they still did nothing about it until the lawsuit? Well, what did they do about it though? They, well, apparently they were they, not gonna... They settled a lawsuit. They did. What that means is they just paid money saying, well, leave us alone. We yep. don't want this going any further. We're not admitting guilt. Or, or maybe yeah. they did admit guilt. We don't know because it was a, a settlement. So well, the only people that know what was admitted or whatever were the people involved in the suit. That's not like those they disclosed that stuff to the public. So there was payment made, and that's it. And that doesn't mean that they're admitting guilt. doesn't mean anything. So now, I, don't, I can't trust Bob's Red Mill. That, that sucks. That sucks for us. I mean, we bought their organic oats. To make oatmeal. Yeah. And. I, I mean, and judging from this information that you've just presented us with. There's they're, probably If they're glyphosate spraying glyphosate on, on, all, on all the American crops because the USDA or FDA or whoever the hell says it's okay. Well, then <laughs> I'm just going to stop eating oatmeal. Mm-hmm. And we get the organic. <laughs> you know, un- unless. But, but that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. And I know that said that. The, the FDA strictly prohibits, like, that matters. Yeah. Do you think that, honestly, do you think that any of the organic produce you're getting has not been treated with that stuff? Because these organic farmers, they need to make money, and it's not like 
organic produce in most supermarkets is coming from a local farmer. A lot of it gets shipped in mm-hmm. on refrigerator trucks, granted, but still, how are you preserving it so that it lasts longer than a couple of days? Where if it's coming from your local farm and you're going to their farm stand or they're providing the produce for your local supermarket that's close by, well, it's only got a shelf life of a couple of days. But not just that, but oats, grains. Most local farmers don't have that, at least not around here in New England. I don't know where to buy local grains in New England. I'm with you. I'm sure that there may be some places, but... We're going to have to do some research. A lot of the foods that we have become accustomed to eating everywhere, Mm -hmm. uh, we're getting because they come from specific parts of the country. It's not like it's local to us. Like you're mentioning oats and wheat and stuff like that. We don't have oranges up here. Mm Mm-hmm. But we can get them at the grocery store where they come from. They came from Florida, most likely, right? So that's kind of how it is. We become accustomed to certain foods, even though they're not local to where we live. Mm -hmm. So that's going to... But that's the thing. Yeah. It's like now... We, we become, you can't trust it. Yeah, you can't trust it. So it's like you became reliant on this this source for your food, and yeah. now you can't trust anything anymore. It's really too bad. On, on a kind of silly note, when you said you can't trust it, in my head, I can't got, you know, it. MC Hammer, instead of can't touch this, can't trust this. Oh, I, I had the can't trust it, the public enemy oh. song stuck in my head. But Tremendous. Anyway. But anyway, moving anyway. on. All right, so let's talk about naked juice. Now, I've never tried this stuff never drank it nor have i and uh, we don't don't give our kids juice anyway but i've seen it like i see it in the store all the time and i've seen people carrying the little containers and whatever so it's obviously a big name brand a big company so let's find out about them did you know that they're owned by pepsico Uh, a lot of these like smaller companies are actually owned by bigger companies right for example like annie's they got bought out. Rouse got bought, bought by Kraft. Like all these smaller companies keep getting bought out by these large companies. Annie's and Rouse are both owned by Kraft now? Annie's, I forget who owns Annie's, but a big company bought them. Oh, okay. I, so, I, oh, oh, I, I forget it, who, but okay. Rouse, I know, was bought by Kraft. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, in 2011, Naked Juice, which is owned by PepsiCo, claimed their juices were all natural, which was challenged in court and found to be untrue. Naked Juice made claims of being non-GMO, all-natural, 100% juice. The plaintiffs alleged that Naked Juice's labels are likely to deceive reasonable customers. The product, the product, excuse me, the products contain unnatural synthetic ingredients such as ascorbic acid, beta-carotene, decalcium pantothenate, among other ingredients. The plaintiffs also alleged that Naked Juice did not adequately disclose that its juices and smoothies were made from concentrate. Even though PepsiCo defended the claims, they ended up settling for $9 million and removing the all-natural tag from their juices. So here, here's the thing with this, too. So all, Naked Juice, what do you think of? Naked Juice seems like there's nothing else. It's just It's just the juice. juice. That's what that's I thought. It. I thought that's what their whole deal that was. That yeah. alone is deception in the name when they're putting stuff other than the from the fruit itself or vegetable, whatever they're selling, when other stuff is added in. But this is what brands do. They put 
they use names, Naked Juice. Do you ever notice packaging? Companies will package things to look organic. They'll use like colors like um, green, brown, like, you know, like the um, light brown colors, like more earthy looking, earthy, earthy looking colors. They use words like all natural. Heck, non-GMO organic, and it's not true, and we're going to go over some more (laughs) things here. But it's yeah, just every, deception, so much deception. Yeah, those, those, the non-GMO, the organic, mm-hmm. they're just marketing terms now. Yeah. They don't mean anything anymore, sadly. Nope. I'm, I'm going to jump off this topic. We're going to go back into more like GMO, marketing, nutrition, labeling claims. Okay. But I want to, something I found about Tyson Chicken. Tyson Chicken. Yeah. So I came across a 2021 New York Times article about Tyson's all natural chickens. There was a lawsuit and a complaint filed with the Federal Trade Commission claiming that their chickens are mass produced in crowded sheds contaminated with antibiotic resistant pathogens. And after slaughter, they're bathed in chemical disinfectants. We know, I mean, Alex and I know, you may or may not know, a lot of the chicken that you buy is soaked in like a water bleach bath to disinfect chicken, like once it's been slaughtered, that meat. That's why we've been trying to get, be very careful with the chicken that we buy, that it, that doesn't happen to it. And it's probably because a lot of the chicken, they are, they're mass produced. These chickens are in these tiny little cages. They get sick. They're sitting in their own feces. There's a lot of issues that can cause illness with these chickens. But you're not going to make any money if you gave them lots of land, if you let them free range, if you gave them like all organic feed. So you got to make it cheap for people. You got to get those numbers out. And that's how they do it. But the problem here is they were saying it's all natural. All natural (laughs) implies these chickens had a natural well-lived life and they're not soaked in a uh, a bath of chemical disinfectants after being slaughtered. Yeah. So I wasn't able to find the lawsuit and complaint listed in the links from the page. When I clicked on it, the, the page was no longer valid. But I did some searching on the Federal Trade Commission website, and I did find that in 2014, information was posted on social media and YouTube about Tyson animals farmed under horrible conditions, all while Tyson was boasting their quote-unquote farm check program, which claimed to perform audits of farms where their chickens and other animals came from to ensure the animals were raised humanely. The FDC wrote a letter to Tyson and stating they decided not to take action because Tyson Foods removed the promotional farm check videos from its website and YouTube and they added clarification of their position on their website. So it's okay. Yeah, you lied to everyone, but you took it down once you got busted for it. So we're, we're no harm, no foul. But that's what these big companies do, sadly. Yeah, it's what they do. You can't trust anything anymore. Nope. To think about where your meat comes from. Obviously, you know, the best thing, if you're going to eat meat, you want to try to get, do your best to get meat that was raised humanely. 
that had a good life. Local farms are a great place to go for meats. There are a handful of brands that are pretty good that if you do your research, you can find them. But we, Alex and I were saying, like, we're actually, I think we're going to do like a half cow or quarter cow for our beef. From a local farm. From a local farmer. Where they're grass fed and raised and you can go and actually see them in the pasture. Yeah. So you know what you're getting. But that's the thing. And a lot of people can't afford to do that. And this is how they get you. They make you think, oh, you're doing a good thing for yourself and for these animals. But that's not really the truth. And they can get away with it. What was the thing we saw? The one who did Supersize Me and he did like a sequel uh, with chicken. Morgan Spurlock. Yes. I think it was Supersize Me too. Yeah. Because wasn't it about Chick-fil-A? It was. Well, something? not Chick-fil-A. It was or about just like chickens, chickens being in, processed. Right. Yeah. And there was in, interesting information. So having chickens, we know that it's recommended chickens have at least four feet of space for themselves inside, four square feet of space inside a coop for themselves. That's kind of like the minimum they should have. And then outside, if they're going to be in a run of some type, you know, it's good for them to at least have 10 square feet of space per chicken. And when you watch that documentary and they're all just basically in this giant warehouse shed type thing and they're just everywhere and they get brought in, these little baby chicks get brought in on trucks and just like dumped and tossed and thrown out. Some get crushed, some get killed in the process of it and then by is it six or eight weeks these chickens because of the breeding they're made to have huge breasts for meat they can't really live any longer than that because the way they've been modified to grow more meat it's not a good life for them it's painful basically they don't last very long after but if you want to say you free range your chicken on your farm what was it you had to like offer to let them out they didn't need a it was like 20 square feet of space or something it was something and you don't actually have to let them out you can just open the door and if they choose to go out they might never see the light of like natural sunlight but you can make that claim. So there's so much deception when it comes to what we're being fed. Yeah, like I said before, I, I said earlier, can't trust anyone anymore. We could never trust anyone. What was I saying? I know. You could know. never trust anyone. We all made a mistake in trusting these corporations and these companies. <laughs> you made a mistake. Back up. Back up. <laughs> I want to also talk about Nestle. Let's hear about Going Nestle. back to that non-GMO claim. Oh, boy. In 2018, Nestle faced a federal class action lawsuit for claiming their ingredients were non-GMO, but actually were genetically modified organisms. Products affected were the Coffee Meat Natural Bliss Creamer. Ooh, Coffee Meat Natural. Again, putting those words in there. Lean Cuisine Marketplace's Cheese Tortellini. Dryers slash Edie's slow churn vanilla bean ice cream and Butoni's four cheese ravioli, among others. They were also accused of designing a seal on its product packaging with the intention to trick customers into thinking that its products were certified by the nonprofit non-GMO project. According to an 18-page court filing, Nestle's No GMO Ingredients label was developed by a Switzerland-based company to mimic the appearance of non-GMO Project Seal. So basically, like, 
when you see like non-GMO, that stamp is supposed to be from the nonprofit non-GMO project. And that's their way of certifying this is non-GMO. So Nestle basically had a Switzerland company produce a label to say non-GMO on it to look similar to the non-GMO project label to trick people into thinking it's the same thing. Jeez. And that wow. seal was placed on more than 43,000 products. Not 43,000 units of something, 43,000 different products. The suit also alleges that Nestle sold dairy from cows fed No, no, no. I think, you, I think you may have misread that. What? Misinterpreted it. Oh, did Where I? it says, which is on more than 43,000 products. Yeah. The, they, the, the 43,000 products have the non-GMO project seal, the official one. Oh, okay. So the way you read that, I'm, okay, and, I the, when, that. and what you said, yeah, it's it's not what was. I stopped not, to talk, and right? Threw me yeah, out. so Sorry. I just want to make sure people realize that. Okay, so the non-GMO project seal is legit. On the legitimate one. The legit one is on forty-three thousand products. There we go. I apologize for that confusion. The suit also alleges that Nestle sold dairy from cows fed GMO grain, which is a violation of the nonprofit standard for its product verification program. Nestle denied they broke the law and that the, and denied lying to their customers. According to Nestle, there is an asterisk on the seal that allegedly prompts customers to read more information about the verification on other parts of the package. Nestle went on to claim that its non-GMO claim was verified by SGS, a third-party verifier. Nestle attempted to use this claim to argue that customers could not claim that the seal was not a third-party seal and therefore was misleading. In March of 2021, the case was dismissed. So basically, Nestle's like, we put an asterisk on it, and we did get a third a third party verifier to claim it's, you know, not GMO, but nobody knows that party or what their standards are but Nestle didn't care because they put an asterisk on it like hey you know what to their credit you should be reading the labels anytime you see an asterisk on anything that's a sign of wait there's some fine print somewhere and the the bet like even the whole third party mm -hmm. third party verification and all this other stuff that's once again that's just it, it, that doesn't mean anything anymore it used to mm -mm. Doesn't mean anything Means anymore because everybody's third-party verified now. Right? You don't think that there's third-party verification companies that will just take whatever payoff the company wants yeah. to give them and say, oh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Come on. Can't trust anybody. Nope. And I just want to mention some other companies that were accused via lawsuits of labeling GMO products as non-GMO that I saw had lawsuits. Uh, Gerber and Chipotle. Really? Chipotle, yeah. huh? Oh, that's mm -hmm. oh, and Gerber, baby food, the baby food. Yeah. yeah, let's let's start off our kids with that. Yeah, you know, somebody a, a a parent that's trying to be health conscious for their child is buying the non-GMO Gerber food, and they're giving their kids exactly what they're trying to avoid mm -hmm. unknowingly. Unknowingly, jeez, like I said, I was gonna. I, I'm gonna try not to be too fired up. Yeah. Okay, Sargento cheese. Let's talk about them. Remember uh, that antibiotic-free Sargento cheese? Did you know that two lawsuits were filed, one in 2020 and the other in 2021, against the company claiming that antibiotics were used? 
The plaintiffs included lab tests that found trace amounts of antibiotics. An independent lab test conducted in 2020 showed that their mild sliced cheddar has detectable levels, or 0.985 parts per million, of the antibiotic sulfamethazine. Sulfamethazine is prohibited from use in lactating dairy cattle, and therefore there is no acceptable level according to the FDA. Sargento declined to comment, shocking. But in court filings, it said the amount of antibiotics the plaintiffs claim to have detected are so small that it, quote, represents the equivalent of less than half a teaspoon of water in an Olympic-sized swimming pool, end quote. This brought the discussion of what a reasonable person thinks no antibiotics mean. According to Consumer Reports, 65% of people felt it means the animal producing the product has never been given antibiotics under any circumstances. That's what no antibiotics means. That's what I would think. No antibiotics means it's never been given antibiotics. No means none. Like, no. Zero. So, I I find it funny that 35% of people according to this survey, think that it means, oh, no, it means I have some. What? Well, No, it, no it means maybe, none. Like no. Some, some people might think, oh, well, if the animal got sick, you give it antibiotics. Like how if we get sick. 35% of people surveyed? I'm just saying, yeah. Come on. But here, here's the thing with all of that. First of all, Sargento lied in two ways. One, they said no antibiotics. To me, no means no. Exactly. No None. means no. None. No antibiotics. Nothing. Nada. Has this animal Zip. had Zip. antibiotics? No. And because then, the label says no antibiotics. To add insult to injury, they gave their lactating dairy cattle the sulfamethazine, which is not supposed to be used on lactating dairy cattle at all. And that's the FDA. Who? Look, can we just talk about the FDA for oh, a second? Yeah. Food and Drug Administration. Right? Food and drug. Why is the same place that's administering our food also administering our drugs? Yeah. Why? So basically, let's give people shit food. We'll make it seem like they're healthy. Like here, you can't use this antibiotic. They, they put in some good stuff. They allow a whole lot of other crap because the drug companies pay them so people can get sick. It's quite the Ponzi scheme the government's got going on. It is. It? it really is. Brilliant. Quite, quite the little con they got going. Yeah. Let's talk about Ben and Jerry's for a minute, shall we? I know. I could just picture somebody listening being like, oh, gosh. Not I ben love and Ben Jerry's. and Jerry's. What, what did they do? No. Ben and Jerry stopped describing the cows that provide the milk for their ice cream as happy after the company was sued by an advocacy group. In 2018, General Mills agreed to no longer promote its Nature Valley granola bars as made with 100% natural whole grain oats, bowing to plaintiffs who claimed the snack bars contained trace amounts of the herbicide glyphosate. Sorry, I I forgot to separate that. That was like one big article. Okay. Because I'm like, wait, where's the rest of the Ben Ben and Jerry's stuff? So basically the Ben and Jerry's, they were saying that their cows were happy. We have happy cows, but it's basically bullshit. You can't say your cows are happy unless you know for a fact and have proof you have happy cows. So it's just wait a second. Like, so there wasn't something else. No, it, this is this is the thing about Ben. The, 
okay, that's yeah. all? Oh, no, there's other crap about Ben and Jerry's, but this was just a false claim that they made and got called out on. And then it's just a marketing claim, though. It is. It is. But you also have to be careful because this is the kind of stuff. Yeah, but happy, happy doesn't, what's that have to do with something you're ingesting? Well, people think if the animals are happy and they're living a really good life, the product is going to be healthier for you compared to stress, illness, disease. So Ben and Jerry stop describing the cows that provide the milk for their ice cream mm-hmm. as happy, and that's it. And then General Mills uh, also can't promote their Nature Valley granola bars as 100% natural whole grain oats because they're not. The NAD recommended that Butterball modify or drop the phrase, farmers humanely raise our turkeys every day from its labels. Although it said it was acceptable for the company to continue saying it has a, quote, zero tolerance policy against any form of animal mistreatment, end quote. So they, okay, so this place says, yeah, you can't say that your farmers humanely raise your turkeys every day, but you can say that it's unacceptable for them not to. Something else I forgot to mention, there was, was it like ABC Company? Because I was trying to go through all of these. It was basically a meat company for the UK was using horse meat and, and selling it as beef. And it reminded me of some years back, Aldi supermarkets were it found out that they were using horse meat instead of beef in some of their products. And they said that that was an accident. How many times do you think these companies try to claim, that was an accident, we didn't know? And one of the things that that came up, um, our good friend Karen Rontowski was the one who told us about this, but Braggs, we use their apple cider, their olive oil. Yeah, because it's one of the few companies where yeah. the olives come from Greece. They're 100% sourced from Greece. And, and this is a company over decades has been known and trusted Well, did you know that in 2019, this well-trusted brand, Braggs, was acquired by an investor group led by private equity firm Swander Pace Capital, another investment firm, Dragonier Investment Group, and co-investors, singer-songwriter Katy Perry and her husband, actor Orlando Bloom, as well as Hayden Slater, the founder of Pressed Juicery. In 2019, Braggs basically sold most of their company to these investor groups. Katy Perry, who's now part owner investor, is also an investor in Appeal, which is the company owned by Bill Gates. And Appeal products use a spray-on coating on their produce, which cannot be washed or scrubbed off. The coating is to increase and even double the lifespan of the fruits and vegetables. So many people were concerned that Bragg's products will start using the appeal products with that coating on it. So you get apple cider vinegar. Well, are the apples coated with appeal? If you get olive oil, are the olives coated in appeal? And that was a really big concern. And again, can we trust Bragg's now? I don't know. I did find an article from Deep Roots at Home.com from February of 2024. And they listed companies that are and are not using or selling appeal products. And Bragg did show up in that list. And it said Bragg does not source any apples that have been treated with 
Organi Peel or Eddy Peel, which is what's used for the appeal products, that coating. Bragg makes it clear that none of their apples are treated with the other wa- with other waxes or coatings either. Now they said apples. Didn't say anything about olives, didn't say anything about anything else though. But does this mean it's safe to use Bragg's? I don't know. Just like I don't know if it's safe to use Bob's Red Mill. When these com- these companies, they lie to us all the time. And we went over examples of how they lie to us and how they deceive us. So I guess when it comes down to it, like you really have to choose what's best for you and figure it out for yourself. But it just, you know, this is why I have trust issues. This is one of the millions of reasons why. <laughs> <laughs> At first, when you first told me about this, you're like, yeah, well, they, uh, Katy Perry and these people, they also invest in appeal. And I, before you like explained it all, I'm like, well, who cares what they invest in? They're, they're, they have money. They're going to invest in things that maybe ha- don't coincide with each other or, or go hand in hand as far as moral values or whatever, but it, they're investing their money to grow it. But I get it that people have that concern that because they invest in this appeal stuff, that maybe they're going to push now that they own a company that mm-hmm. uses for, you know, farmers and, and whatever, that they're going to push for more sales of the appeal. That map does make sense. Right? I And I did try to look up Swander Pace Capital and Dragonair Investment Group. Yeah. Getting I tried to look them up to see like, do they, do they also invest in appeal? Because if you have all these people who invest in the same things, that's a surefire red flag. That yeah. Eventually it's going to end come. up on whatever you're thinking doesn't have it. I also tried to look at appeal, like their, who all of their investors are, but I couldn't get a clear cut list. The other thing is when you go to the appeal website, no matter what you click on, you get all the same crap. It's all the same bullshit. Like as you scroll through the page and it's hard to read and it almost, it comes off to me as very confusing on purpose. Like when you really don't have any anything to say and you really don't have anything behind your product so you just put stuff to make it look good but there's no substance there that's how that website comes off to me i I tried looking it up i could not find that information that's okay people can do their own research as well we're we're providing names and if you want to go down a rabbit hole even further like and we always say do your own research don't just take our word exactly nectar mattresses we actually bought two of these mattresses, the nectar mattresses for kids. And shortly after receiving them, we found out that there was a class action lawsuit for them not making their mattresses in the USA and that their mattresses were basically filled with fiberglass and other junk. Good times. Yeah. So we actually, in our situation, I think it was within a month of getting the mattress and we contacted them. We said, there's a class action lawsuit and I believe they lost it. And I think they did. Yeah. They, yeah, they, they, they took our beds back. No problem. No questions asked. As soon as the, the, the lawsuit was mentioned is like, oh, no problem. Yep. But this brought up the issue that there are tons of claims about products being made in the USA and they're actually coming from China. So when you stop to read the fine print, some companies will write that the concept was developed in the USA Um, But the product itself is made in China. Other companies might claim in fine print that it's hand finished in the USA, whatever that means. And others just flat out lie. So that was another thing upon my research for this where 
there was a lot of issues brought up about claims about being made in the USA and really not. So it's really important to read that fine print because a lot of places do put it in there. It's just really hard to find. And it's not always if you get something off of Amazon, it's not always listed there. But if you go to the company website, that's where their fine print is. So you really have to do a lot of due diligence. Absolutely. And again, companies count on the fact that nobody has any time for this because they're either working or whatever. But if they're not working, they're probably home tired from working, you know, and that that's for any responsible people that are, that are going to care about this kind of stuff. They count on, on you being too busy and they bury it in the fine print. Like you said. Mm Mm-hmm. And do you remember when Listerine promoted that their mouthwash was a replacement for floss? I remember that. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah. And it was doubted by many people initially and then debunked, which resulted in them having to pull all of their ads that advertised mouthwash being effective, as effective as flossing. I I do remember that. It was when we were younger. Yeah. And I remember that uh, I, I remember going to the grocery store with my parents and, and saying, can we get extra Listerine? Cause I don't have to floss. Yeah. Cause I fucking, you know, I don't know. And my parents, of course they don't, they're like, Oh, oh okay. But, you know, because Hey, it was on TV, right? The television what? told me what to think. Yeah. And I was yeah. young and impressionable. And I didn't know any better. Mm-mm. So. Yeah. And then do you remember Skechers when they basically claimed to have an innovative way, which wasn't scientifically possible, but that their shoes help burn calories with each step? Yes. Which technically, yes, when you walk, you burn calories, but there was nothing about their shoe that made them anyone burn <laughs> yes, extra you, calories. It's not like you put on their shoe in a yeah, Nike and, and yeah. burn a different amount of calories. Oh, absolutely. Steps. Yeah. So they ended up settling for 40 million for that lie. Gotta love it. And then somewhat recently, remember Volkswagen? I, I remember them. Yes. Yeah, they were They're still listed, around, aren't they? Volkswagen? They are listed as one of the top uh, 10 companies that lie, got caught lying in, to the public and deceiving customers. It was a scandal that led to paying out over $25 billion in penalties, what? restitutions, and fines. Billion with a B? $25 billion with a B. Wow. They put software in their cars which were designed to beat diesel tests. So you know the emissions <laughs> tests that Jeez. everyone has to take? Yeah. They were, in, they were smart enough to create a software to cheat it. So none of their vehicles looked like it would cross the emissions threshold. And they sold over 580,000 vehicles on their clean diesel initiative. That became one of the biggest scandals globally to have ever occurred. I never heard about that whole thing. That's that's awesome. No, no. Yeah. I never drove a, Vol- a Volkswagen. No, I didn't never, either, but didn't I remember really hearing about that. No and kidding. I just laughed. I'm like, <laughs> of course, you know. That's just well, those emissions tests are BS anyway. They, they are. And so Volkswagen fi- figured out, but, well, we can get away around this. But not only did they develop Jeez. a software to cheat the test, <laughs> they lied saying, oh, we have a clean init- clean diesel initiative. Oh, they made it part of their marketing. They did. Again, Great. they lied. Smart. Mm-hmm. Smart marketing until you got caught. <laughs> And now Until randomly, you got caught. do you know the song? Those are people who died, died. Yes. I got that yeah, in my head, but yeah. it's those are people who lied, lied. Yes. That's like in my head. 
Oh, yeah. So how far can companies legally go with their deception? Well, I did find an article. Um, it's basically, it's the FDA. It's there from their website. So, and so it, it's like their regulation. Okay. So they actually have, okay. But yeah, you say, can find their regulations. Is there is there a regulation in there that says uh, companies can do whatever the hell they want if they pay us enough money and grease our inspectors' palms? Not, in, that, that, not in those words it, specifically. Oh, okay. But they do like, they do have regulations that you can find. You can go to FDA. I did find um, in their regulations, Title 21, Subchapter B, Part 101, Subpart D, specific requirements for nutrient content claims. So some examples from that list of regulations are, for example, did you know that a product can say and claim the product is uh, the a company can claim a product is calorie free if it contains five calories or less per reference amount. So if yes, you, if, I d- I did know that. Yeah. I be- but I I didn't know what what's the reference amount. Like what's so per product? serving. So okay. if you drink a calorie free soda in a twenty ounce bottle and it says there are two point five servings in that bottle, then that means that bottle of soda has 12.25 calories. So yeah, it's pretty minute. But the fact is, like we talked about the no antibiotics, if something says it doesn't have anything, you expect none, not trace amounts, not a little bit. That's like going to somebody going to a restaurant saying, I have a shellfish allergy. I will die or horrific death if there's any trace amounts of shellfish there has to be none in there and they say oh yeah none and there are traces but it was just a trace amount it's just a little bit and the person dies none means none yeah apparently it's okay another thing was the terms no sugar added or without added sugar so no sugar added or without added sugar may only be used if no amounts of sugar as defined in subsection 101.9 C6-2. Again, they're referencing all their... It's like reading law or any other ingredients that contain sugars that functionally substitute for added sugars is added during the process or packaging. That makes no sense to me. I feel like, what? What did that you just said, say? You said it's like reading law. Well, yeah, because that is the law. Yeah. <laughs> this is the law. <laughs> The product does not, and then it says, and the product does not contain an ingredient containing added sugar, such as jam, jelly, or concentrated fruit juice. And the sugar content has not been increased above the amount present in the ingredients by some means as the use of enzymes, except where intended functional effect of the process is not to increase the sugar's content of a food and a functionally, and a functionally insignificant the food that it resembles and for which it substitutes normally contains added sugars. Like and, just that, that paragraph alone is and, confusing. And the product bears a statement that the food is not low calorie or calorie reduced unless the food meets requirements for a low or reduced calorie food. And that directs consumers' attention to the nutrient panel for further information on sugar and calorie content. So that one... That one that you read there about yeah. the the sugars content, all this stuff where yeah. it says functionally insignificant. Yeah. What does that even mean? Yeah. There's no defined amount. So 
when your language is so vague and things like this, this is how companies find loopholes and get around the law. Mm -hmm. The law is written with loopholes in it so you can get around it. Do you, does anybody get how corrupt our system is yet? Has, has it sunk in for anybody yet? These companies can get away with this stuff because the law says they can. It gives them the loopholes. Mm -hmm. So then I was searching on the FDA website, like, oh, what else can I find? And they talk about proposed amendments to standards. So apparently in March 24, uh, sorry, March 24th of 2023, the FDA uh, put an announcement they will soon propose to amend the standards of identity, SOIs, to permit the use of salt substitutes in foods for which salt is a required or optional ingredient. The proposed rule would provide manufacturers with flexibility and facilitate industry innovation to reduce sodium in standardized foods. So I had to ask Alex, to me, when I read that, it comes off like companies can have more leeway with using chemicals, synthetically created, innovative products instead of salt, where salt is needed. But it doesn't say anything about labeling it, letting people know, hey, it's not salt, it's a salt substitute, it's a synthetic salt, whatever it is. And, and I just thought, of course, you got to have those loopholes. But they put it as flexibility so they can facilitate industry innovation. They make it sound like a great thing when it's actually like, no, you're creating a way for these companies to confuse and lie to us more. It's a, it's a big racket. It's all a work. It's all a work. I do want to put out there that there are some websites that you can find. There's like, just do your own research. You'll find websites, but truthinadvertising.org and detoxproject.org. They're good resources for information about like what you're consuming, what you're buying. If you want to find out about more companies, they have information that you can look up these different brands. That's yeah, that's excellent. And I advise everybody, you gotta do your own research. Yeah. Know what you're putting into your body. It just it's infuriating to me and I've bit my tongue a lot during this episode, but it's infuriating because again, these laws are written in such a way it's like natural flavors. Mm -hmm. You look on a label, natural flavor natural what is that? What's a natural flavor? Well, what is that? One of the lawsuits, tell me what that is. One of the lawsuits came up about vanilla flavoring. So people were buying what they thought was vanilla extract because it was like vanilla flavoring. You think, oh, it's vanilla extract. It wasn't. It was just a synthetically produced vanilla flavor, which is a lot. Like it's very common to find that in products because it's so much cheaper. Real vanilla is actually it's expensive for a reason because of where it can grow. It's not like I can grow my own vanilla here. It's very, very difficult. That's why it's expensive. I make my own vanilla extract, so I save money that way. But people who don't know, who don't think, I want to find out more about this, they don't realize why things can be so accepted, uh, expensive and then why these other companies try to use deception to make you think you're getting one thing at a really low cost when you're actually getting a bunch of crap. And that's the other thing too, that a lot of these like red dye number fives and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. 
a lot of these chemicals that they can actually be passed off as natural flavoring. Mm -hmm. It can actually be passed off as that. And it's due to the language that the FDA has in the law. There are so many loopholes and so many things. So we see a package that with, with a label that says all natural, all natural ingredients. And then you read the ingredients. You still can't pronounce half of them. And then you see natural flavors on there. Well, you're screwed. You may as well just chalk that up to that's got stuff in it that I probably don't want. Mm -hmm. And some companies will say, well, natural and flavors, because we can't tell you exactly because that's our, you know, that's our, our trade. Yeah. Well, that's that's how they get around it, too. They say, well, we can't tell you what's in it because that's a trade secret. And that's why we put it like that. That's their line. Mm -hmm. But that's not why. Yeah, it's not why at all. I was listening to an interview with a doctor a while ago, and I so sorry. I, I'm going to just quickly tell the story. I can't remember his name, but he was at a conference where he was giving uh, a lecture about neurotoxins and their effect on the human brain. And he met some, he was relaying the story that he met somebody in the elevator while he was on the way to go to give his actual speech. And the person in the elevator said, hey, I can't wait to hear your speech. And uh, he was the doctor's like, oh, thank you so much. And, oh, where are you from? And he goes, oh, I'm actually from the such and such company. We make this whatever chemical. And the doctor's like, well, what do you want to hear my speech for? The, like, I'm against you. I'm going to be talking up against you. He said, oh, well, I'm here doing research so that I know what you're going to say so I can figure out how to take it back to my team and we can figure out how to get around everything you're saying with, with uh, proper wordplay. And he and the doctor's looking at him like what? He and he said, "You can give all the speeches you want. We're still going to get everything we want in our products. We're still going to get our product into everything." There you go. Yeah. And and I'm I'm just and this was back in the mid '90s that this happened to this doctor. And now think about just look at all the look at people now. What the heck happened to people in the last twenty mm. so, or something years? You know, like it's it's all this synthetic stuff that we're eating. I think. I think but it's a combination. It's a yeah. combination of everything, but I'm sure that's a big contributing factor. But it just, it goes to show you, you can't, like, who can you trust? You know, can you trust the government? Can you trust the FDA? Can you trust, like, all these different companies who say they're doing this for your good, but then they allow these loopholes to happen? Who can you really trust at the end of the day? And that's why I think so many people want to try to grow their own food. So many people are trying that's to why that's on the rise. Yeah, Absolutely. have their own gardens because at least you know what you're growing. You know what you're putting. And if you want to put chemicals on it, you know, that's your choice. And you can research because there are some pesticides that aren't as bad as others per se. If you look at the ingredients, but you got to know what you're getting into, what they are, what they do. Or you can do natural pesticides. You can use neem oil. You can use cinnamon, even sometimes like water. And, and you know, other, like one thing I do in my garden is um, co complementary crops where I put other plants that help keep other pests away from the plants that they're next to. So there's different things that you can do with gardening. You can do everything naturally. You just you, have you to can. research, do a little homework, and be choice. willing to put in the time and yeah. effort to do so. It's your choice. And of at, course. The, at, at the end of the day, you know, we always say, do your own research. So yeah, we're getting lied to. What can we do about it? Well, we can do our own research. We can look up who does what, what do they claim? 
was there a lawsuit against them for it? There is stuff we can do to be proactive and then we can stop buying it. Stop supporting the company. That's it. I mean, that's the only way that anything changes. Money talks in the end. Hurt them in their pockets. Hurt them in their pockets. And that's it. Mm -hmm. But you never have to worry about trusting anybody again if you just become more self-sufficient. Indeed. On that note, until next time, I am the Golden Greek. Alex Arion joined, as always, by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing wife, the lovely Monique. You've been listening to the Homewrecker Podcast. We love hearing from and interacting with our hearers and watchers. Feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. At HomewreckerPod. You can also visit our website. HomewreckerPodcast.com where you can check out past episodes and pick up some Homewrecker podcast gear from our online store. Also, if you haven't already, please hit the subscribe or follow button wherever you're hearing or watching our show. That way you can be notified whenever a new episode drops. We're on all major podcasting platforms, and you can check out the video versions of our show at YouTube and Brideon. You can also find Monique in a few places online as well. I'm on Twitter, at underscore Monique Giselle underscore. If you're interested in a tarot reading, organite, incense, candles, and other cool things, you can go to my website, tarotbymonique.com. Or if you're interested in hypnotherapy, you can go to innerstandingshypnosis.com to schedule a free 20-minute consult. And follow me on Twitter, at Monique P-C-H-T. And Alex, how can people find you? You can find me on Twitter, at TheAlexArion. And you can check out my website, AlexArionFitness.com. And if that's too much to remember, we get it. That's why we put it all in our show notes. Thanks for spending your time with us, and we appreciate all of your support. We do. Thank you. We love you. Many people are unaware just how much hypnotherapy can help them or think it's only to help lose weight or quit smoking. But there is so much more hypnotherapy can do. It can help with stress, anxiety, insomnia, phobias, performance enhancement, connecting with your spirit guides and higher self. You can even discover past lives and your life between lives. Heal traumas, break habits, find your deepest truth, or just have fun discovering who you really are, all from the comfort of your home. I'm Monique Pliakis. I'm a certified hypnotherapist, and I want to help you. Schedule a free consult by going to www.innerstandingshypnosis.com. That's I-N-N-E-R-S-T-A-N-D-I-N-G-S-H-Y-P-N-O-S-I-S.com. Innerstandings Hypnosis. Find your power and ignite your inner light. How are you doing? I am Dandy like candy. Wow. Oh, yeah. Of course, the candy that I make, not the shit you buy in the store. Yeah, fuck that shit. Yeah.